Welcome to our podcast with Jana Nunez and Arena Capitula. Our purpose is to equip and empower others by sharing real life stories. Okay, let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. Well, welcome you guys to another episode. Uh, we are so excited to have Trin and Lydia today on. Yes. And um, we, you know, we are actually not sure what it's going to be, if it's going to be a Q&A, but we just decided we wanted to have them on because we believe that they have a lot of things inside of them that need to come out. And um, we're just, I'm excited to have a conversation. And I think that's what we're going to do today is we're just going to have a conversation with you guys. Yeah. And if there's questions that you guys have for us, please ask. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool to just note that, you know, our hope for the future is in this generation. Yeah. You know, so it's not like we're just bringing them on because we want them to, you know, say something super profound. But it's actually like, like you said, we're going to have a conversation and we're going to dig into your minds and you're going to dig into ours because there's something to be said about our generation and your generation coming together mm -hmm. and the value that that brings for our country, yeah. you know, for the future. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited because we don't really know what we're going to say. <laughs> Shall be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's start talking. Let's start talking. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to? Do you guys want to kick it off with asking us a question, or do you guys want us to ask you a question? Um, you guys can ask us a okay. question. <laughs> okay, so you guys are both seventeen. You guys um, are both in this. We're just gonna go right into the. The hard questions, okay? <laughs> you guys are both in this transition season, if you will, um, of, I would say, just because I know you guys, and obviously you live with me because you're my child, um, knowing the pressure yeah. that is starting to build. You know, you guys are getting to this, the second half of the year. And so I guess my question for you is, how do you guys handle the pressure? <laughs> the pressure of, you know, one of the questions that came in was, um, what are your plans after high school? Well, <laughs> um, I think that it is one day at a time learning how mm -hmm. to handle the pressure because I think there's definitely a learning curve to it. Mm -hmm. And some days I'm a lot better at it than others. Yeah. And um, I think that there's something in this season that, kind of makes me want to run from it in a way <laughs> like yeah. can we just skip past all the college stuff and the you know being under under my parents roof but still having to kind of figure out my own stuff and trying to figure out who's who's really worth investing my time into as my time gets you know more slim and fewer hours and minutes and yeah um they is something in that that makes me want to run and kind of just I like put my head down and get to work and but I think that um, I've been challenged recently to actually lean into that and kind of embrace this season because it is getting near the end you know of the year and we're gonna graduate and things are gonna be drastically different um, but as far as handling the pressure I think that um, Oh, I don't know how I handle it. <laughs> um, you know, 
I just, I don't think there's, like, a right or wrong way to handle it. I think it's just, I don't know, like, however you, because we're all going to, like, me and her are going to handle it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Like, for her, it might be she just needs to sit in her room and just think about it and process everything. (laughs) And for me, it's like, I need to go hang out with friends. I need to like listen to what they're talking about what they want to do in the future and what their plans are so I can kind of get a feel for what I want to do like I don't know I mean I have been talking to a lot of people in my um tri-tech class just about like what they want to do and a lot of them just want to move out get away from their family just you know they're having issues with their parents and stuff which is something, like, I can't really relate to because I have a good relationship with my parents yeah. as much as <laughs> as much as I want to leave and have my own space. Like, I know financially I, I can't do it. I can't even buy myself a Starbucks. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just, just kidding. But I don't know. I think that there's just different ways to handle it. Um Personally, I've been trying to not let it catch up to me and just, like, kind of brush it off and forget about it, but it's kind of hard to just yeah, well, that's not really brush it, it off. So I'm thinking, okay, because people, you know, kids your age are going to listen to this and be like, oh, well, then in that case, I'm going to run to drugs. I'm going to run, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to run to something that's going to numb yeah. the feelings of the pressure, yeah. right, which isn't what you guys do. So I know for you, like you, you like you're like you said, you like to process out loud. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of talking that happens. Mm-hmm. Whereas with you, you're more of a I'm gonna journal, I'm gonna write, you know, kind of processor. So journal <laughs> just going crazy this yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. In my car, by my bed. I have journals everywhere. Yeah. And I think to expand expand on the leaning into what I want to run away from. I think mm-hmm. how I've been doing that is um, catching every thought of when I want to compare it to someone else's story or, mm-hmm. oh, she's further ahead of me mm-hmm. or she's doing more than I am or I should have more under control. Actually just bringing it back to, Lord, teach me how to trust you in this moment. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's really good. what it is. Is like It's really hard to trust him when you're uncertain mm-hmm. of a season or of a time. or mm-hmm. And... I've had to remind myself of that so many times this week. Like, wait, am I actually trusting him with mm-hmm, this? Mm-hmm. And realistically, I think what that looks like, like it's easy to say, oh, I trust the Lord. Yeah. But what that actually looks like is um, instead of coming into agreement with, like, anxiety and stress. Yeah. Like, yes, there's stressful situations for sure, but that doesn't mean you act out of stress. You don't have to go and treat people differently because you're stressed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. And I think there's also been a pressure in a way of people are always watching you and how I handle things is also going to influence my generation. Mm-hmm. And so how I'm handling this season, like if I'm really pressing into it and trying to handle this the best that I can, people are going to see that and they're going to say, oh, like, you know, how did you how did you handle that? Well, even if mm-hmm. I feel overwhelmed, mm-hmm. I'm sure, I felt overwhelmed. But if I treat people well, regardless and I keep my ducks in a row regardless, you know, in a sense. Yeah. yeah. People, people see that. Mm-hmm. Well, it just makes me think, like, 
it makes sense because we were having a conversation prior to this. It makes sense on why you guys were saying certain things. So like for Trin, it's clear that she needs community. Mm-hmm. Like that's where she thrives versus for you. You know, you were saying like, you know, I don't really care for it. This, you know, this word, like what'd you yeah. say? Um, the word, community. the word community, what is it? Churching. Churchy, it's yeah, too it churchy. churchy. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and it makes sense because the way you guys process things is completely different, yeah. you know, which it, for somebody who is listening, you know, I think that's something to catch is that yeah. nobody's going to process things the same way. And so mm-hmm. like, I think, you know, as a mom <clears throat> thinking, if you have kids, you cannot expect that your oh, yeah. kid is going to process maybe even the way that you do, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think like, understanding Mm -hmm. how each person is different you know in that regard but like i have a question for you guys another one like so what would you say is like the press like that one pressure that you feel like that is being put on you right now is it like Um, do you have to that you have to have it all figured out is it that you know oh i'm 17 and i don't have a boyfriend is it like what is that one thing that you feel like i think for me it would be trying to have it all figured out just because I like you know play soccer with all these girls and it's oh my gosh they committed already Mm. they have that d1 d2 scholarship and it's like how like that was supposed to be me like I was supposed to like be there I was this I could have signed you know two weeks ago Mm -hmm. but I didn't necessarily follow through with everything which kind of gives me like a setback in a way like it's like I feel like I got a setback just because it's like I put in all this work mm-hmm. for soccer and I haven't done anything with it. yeah so do you feel like it's an expectation that you're setting on yourself or is it yeah I think okay. that's yeah and just comparing my like yeah. my okay. situation with these other girls that I've played soccer with my whole life and we're literally we've been on the same team forever yeah. and somehow they got a scholarship and I you know yeah but what it comes down to is they put the work into it and I didn't mm-hmm. but that's just something that I have to constantly remind myself instead of just because just because they got a scholarship or they're doing this doesn't mean they're necessarily better than you yeah they just that's put good, more yeah. work that's into true. it and yeah. I didn't well I'm thinking like we just had a conversation last night and that's what we talked about was like you were saying, I don't know if I even want to actually play at mm-hmm. this level, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, you just have to make the decision because there's actually coaches that are wanting mm-hmm. more information on you. And so could you have had a scholarship? Maybe, mm-hmm. probably, right? But it's we're just at the we're at that transition point where it's like, oh no, now we need to decide. Like, crunch time. like what's yeah, the next are step? Coming down you know, because like for us as parents you know, you always want the best for your kids. Yeah. But you also want them to want the best for themselves. That's good. You know, and so at this point, it's like we've, you know, we're kind of like at a place where we've done as much as we can. And we're like, okay, babe, like it's in your court. You know, you tell us what you want to do. And so she's like starting to feel like the, oh, no, because it's true. You know, she sees all these other girls, you know, that that's where the, I feel like that's where the comparison comes in. It's yeah. the enemy's plot if you will yeah to try to mess her up yeah you know it's like man That's like I couldn't exactly, get her here yeah. like I think of her soccer season like you know and we really try to come in and mess with people with the coaches all that stuff and still didn't win mm-hmm. you know so now it's like what else can I do to really just get her down 
Mm-hmm. Well, compare. Compare. It's comparison. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Are we? Yeah, so w- <laughs> what is that one thing that you feel like is the pressure that you're feeling right now in um, your life? Uh, I think I'm really afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to think about I just woke up feeling like so stressed for no reason. I went mm-hmm. to the gym and I was like, oh my gosh, I have this and this and this. And it wasn't even a long list of yeah. to-dos, but it was just like felt like overwhelmed. And... So I just sat down and I wrote them down. What am I like? What am I actually stressed about? What am mm-hmm. I actually scared about? And none of them were daily to do things. They were a lot deeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they all came back to, what if I fail? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. If if I don't achieve this, that's failure. If mm-hmm. I don't meet this mark, that's failure. If I don't, and you know, they were in relationships. They were in business. They were yeah. in school. They were in every every part. Um, but it all came back to, I don't want to let people down. I don't want to let myself down. I have, I've always had a pretty high expectation of myself mm-hmm. and, and the goals I want to meet. And even if they're not super, like, specific goals, I've just always held myself to a standard. Mm-hmm. And it feels like we're coming to a point where I was like, well, I held myself to a standard for so long, and now I'm at this point where I can basically go do anything. I don't even know what my standard is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that probably just afraid to fail. Um, yeah, failure. So I just I have two thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. One, my first thought is that's so normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think even as us as adults, right, there's so many things that are like, you know, these thoughts come in and we're like, oh, yeah, that sounds amazing, but what if I fail? Yeah. You know, so then we don't do anything. Yep. Right. So that's that's almost like the transition into adulthood. If you know, that's like all these feelings that you're talking about. The second thing is what I just want you girls, both of you guys to know is there's actually nothing you can do. That will completely ruin your life. Yeah. Like any of this, these decisions that feel like they're so big. Yeah. And they're like life changing decisions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's actually None of the decisions, whether you, you decide to go this way or you decide to go this way. Yeah. Neither of them, if let's just say, man, I'm thinking, okay, so I'm, you guys know um, the girls that moved to California. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I remember when they were making the decision to move, it was hard because they were leaving their family. And we said, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? It's kind of like what you're saying. It's like, think of, think of the, fail, the failure yeah. part of it, right? What's the worst thing that could happen? And they were like, um, we move back. Yeah. Like, oh, it's actually not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? So you just think, if you think of these big life decisions, I mean, I know for me, like, that's what I have to go to. You know, it's like, yeah. what's the worst thing that could happen? Oh, I lose my pride. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, nothing nothing that you're deciding is actually going to change what God has for you. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, because I'm thinking, like, for you, Trent, you know, I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? Okay, so you sign with mm-hmm. a college. You go and you try, and it doesn't work out. So what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you made the decision, yeah. you know, I actually don't want to play soccer. I want to do something else. Mm-hmm. And you go and you do that. You know, like, like it's like your mom said, there's no, there's no 
whichever route you choose is not going to determine the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think sometimes that's where that's where the pressure comes from society. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that. No, you need to have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. You need to know you have to have everything laid out on the shelf, mm-hmm. you know, in order for your life to go the perfect direction as if it's ever <laughs> going to go perfect it's ever. Never, never going to go perfect ever. whether it's your decision yes. or somebody else's decision yeah. that has you know plays a part in your life yeah so i think just acknowledging that all it is is just the pressure that is being put and it's false it's false ex- expectations yeah you know that all you guys have to do is just release and be like you know what like this is actually not worth my energy to you know to stress and worry about Mm -hmm. but it's real like Mm -hmm. i mean like listening to you guys it it makes me so sad because i'm thinking you know 17 year old arena Mm -hmm. in your shoes like for me was really different Mm -hmm. you know i feel like i didn't have this like pressure you know because mm-hmm. i was like all i was thinking is, okay next year i'm gonna get married mm-hmm. <laughs> I had zero pressure mm-hmm. you know but like thinking of, about you guys like this you guys there's this pressure that is put on you guys that you have to have it all figured out and i'm yeah. just like it's just so not fair yeah that's really good because now i'm thinking okay 17 me 17 year old jana i was i already had a baby but i had to prove a point yeah mm-hmm. i had something to prove mm-hmm. so i went to school I continued school. I graduated with my AA. Graduated a year ahead and still went to college after, not because I knew what I wanted to do, not because I really believe that was God's plan for me, (laughs) because I had something to prove. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Which isn't the right, that's not the right thing to do. You know, and so, so it's the same thing. It's like, man, like we've made these, we made these decisions at 17 years old almost in the wrong light, like not not because it was what God was asking, but because we just were like, hey, let's, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, and I look at my life now, and I don't necessarily regret it. Exactly. You know, it's not like, uh-huh. I'm not sitting here like, man, I wish I just didn't go to college. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, I did it. Yeah. It was something, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was actually a really small yeah. piece of my life. You think about it. Yeah. Yeah, because the way I think about it is, okay, so, like, think about, you know, your destiny at the end. No matter what, you will somehow get rerouted back to that. Oh, yeah. You know, because I'm like, man, I took so many detours in my life, (laughs) but somehow, by the grace of God, he still got me back where he, you know, where I belonged, you know? So I'm like... Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's why I'm kind of in a series where I'm like, let's just skip all this because I know, like, you know, it's not going to be that serious here in a few mm-hmm. years. Like, it's we're going to settle in and it's going to be fine. But right now, it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, and that, here's the thing about walking through it, though, Yeah. is you learn so much. Yeah. Like, had I not walked through that, you know, of, like, grinding and doing, you know, going to school, like, you know, it felt like forever. And having a child and then working full time. And then, you know, had I not walked through that, I would have missed something. Yes. Something in me that needed to get developed, you know? Yeah, Yeah, because I think no matter what, every decision that you're going to make, you're going to have to walk it out. Yeah. Yeah. Every decision in life, you know? So it's... No 
walk it out, walk it out. I'm just kidding. Bro. <laughs> She's it's like, bro. bro. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, it, it doesn't really matter because wh- whichever route you go, you're going to have to walk it out. Mm-hmm. Now I just want to sleep that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions for them? Um. <laughs> Trin, we would like this to be PG-13. Maybe. I'm kidding. I don't know. You guys didn't go to college, so I don't know. I went to college. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you didn't know what you wanted to do. Like, I know. My major was psychology. Yeah, so everyone was terrible. Yeah, because you, it was kind of, like, the most class. general. Like, yeah. Oh, no, it was really fun. Oh, I really I liked it. My, that professor was <laughs> but I, I feel like that's totally you because yeah. that is what you do. Yeah. I know. It's really fun now. But, see, but uh-huh. that's the thing is I, didn't actu- I don't actually need a degree for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good point. See? Have any questions? I was thinking of one, and I don't know where it went. Okay, I'll ask another one then. Okay, so let's talk about. Let's see here. Ooh, where do I want to go? Okay, so both of you guys are raised up in. Well, I mean, okay, so you were raised in church at like six years old on. Mm-hmm. You were raised in church, I think, your whole life. Okay, so. What is I want you guys to say? You don't have to go into deep explanation. But what is one good thing that came out of that? And what is one negative thing that you guys have had to work through? Mm-hmm. Which now I believe would be a positive, but, you know, <clears throat> something that was, like, hard about it that you guys had to work through. Um, I think my positive was learning who to come back to and mm-hmm. how to. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... Obviously, teenage years, you walk through a lot of junk and all the mm-hmm. things and temptation and trying to be like everyone else and find your spot. And that's something that we all go through, but um, very few know how to recover from it and know how to that next morning wake up and not come into agreement with shame and all yeah. the things that are come natural. Mm-hmm. But to actually be like, man, I did mess up, but you know, I still... I still realize that you did forgive me and that there's another day in front of me and I get to kind of start over in a way because that's part of having a relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And um, so I think that was a positive because very few teenagers know know how to do that and it causes a lot more damage because they just continue to spiral down this instead of realizing, Mm -hmm. oh, I actually can recover from this. I actually can and I think that the church has played a positive and a negative part in that because in the same way that I realized who to come back to, a lot of people, a lot of kids specifically, that night after partying or whatever, they're not going to go to the church because they know that that's not going to be accepted. Mm-hmm. So it also has played a negative part mm-hmm. because I think in a lot of people's lives, it's like, I'm not going to go open up about that. Like, I'm going to get judged in the mm-hmm. church. And um, I think I was very blessed to have parents specifically, but mentors that showed me, you know, not necessarily how to open up to them, but how to just open up to the Lord. Like, just get on your Mm -hmm. face and ask him to work you through that and walk with you through that. Because 
if you don't walk through it, it's just going to come back up later, Mm -hmm. you know? And not just partying, but all the things, all the family things and the friend things and the boy things and all the the teenage things. Yeah, (laughs) I would say that for me, it's a positive and a negative. I think learning who to trust Mm. is like a negative because... You sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you have, I mean, I, we both found out like the hard ways of who to trust. But I think a pause, like it became a positive just because now I just can discern on who I'm gonna yeah. talk to about certain things. Yeah. Like, I could go to Arena for the same thing that I'm gonna go to my mom about, but. Just because my mom is really good friends with someone else doesn't mean I'm going to go to them just because mm-hmm. I know she's yeah. good friends with my mom. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, that's you good. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, what's one negative and positive thing that you guys have experienced? You've been in to church? church? <laughs> probably, well, I don't know if you've been in the church longer. Probably, probably a bit longer. Me and Trina have been in the church the same amount of time. <laughs> 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 she actually was the one that took us to church. Um... Yeah, no, like literally, we're, I remember one time we were driving and she was throwing a screaming fit because she was like, we need to go to church on Sunday. And I'm like, girlfriend, you're five years old. Like, leave me alone. And she's like, we're going to church. I'm like, fine. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder what life would be like if I didn't go to church. Yeah. be crazy. Like how I would have turned out. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> um, no, that's funny. Okay, so, but you grew up in church. Uh-huh. I grew up in church. Yeah. Yeah, since. I mean, grew up in church, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, one positive. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. see. <laughs> um, no, I mean, okay. There's a lot of positives. Here's what. Here's what you guys have to understand. So, I come from a very religious background. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like for me, there is a lot of there. There are positives, but I also have a lot of negatives. Mm-hmm. Um, and the negative would be that I was that I just grew up in a really religious background. So, I feel like when it's what you talked about when I hit that age mm-hmm. where temptations, boys, you're young, stupid, making decisions. I actually didn't have that person that I could go to mm-hmm. and talk about it because for that exact reason, I knew I would be judged for it. And so I feel like it caused a lot of, it's like you said, I didn't deal with any of it, you know, and I didn't talk about it, and all it did is it made me actually spiral out of control. Mm-hmm. And so that's that would be the negative, is that growing up in a religious background, it, it just, I didn't have the opportunity to just be, get the help that I needed, you know? And that caused certain things to, you know, to happen in my life that I wish now they didn't, yeah. you know? And so, um, and a positive, you know, what would be a positive? You guys, this <laughs> sounds horrible. No, I mean, there are positive things. I just can't think of one right now. <laughs> okay, let me go. I need okay. to think of it. Okay, yeah, go. Okay, <laughs> so I think for me, so I, like, going all in in church was, you know, yeah, Chin was a little bit older. But I did go to church here and there when I was young and go to youth group here and there. Like, I remember... The only youth group I went to when I was young, I, like, had a little boyfriend, you know. But I um, I left there and, like, destroyed all my CDs and, you know, thought I was being radical. 
Um, but one thing I will say that was pos- positive growing up in church was I actually, I did believe from a really young age that Jesus was my savior. Like I really did believe that. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't matter what I was doing. I always knew that I had someone to talk to. I always knew that I had someone to run to. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So even when I got pregnant when I was 16, like all the things, wow, that's I, I did know, okay, you know, I remember like being mad, you know, but I still knew who to talk to. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. The negative thing, what I would say, is I think it was more so when I started stepping into like ministry world, like people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like what we talked about with community, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I just, I guess I never realized like, man, Church is actually made up of people. Yeah. <laughs> so that means that it's going to be a little bit messy. Mm-hmm. You know, and even now, like, um, you know, my husband always says, like, man, if I would have known, you know, what this stepping into ministry actually looked like from the other side, mm-hmm. like, thank God I didn't know because I probably would have never done it. Wow. Because it can be really messy. Yeah. yeah. You know, it takes up time. It takes up you know, your energy takes up, there's a lot of stuff it takes up. And so I think the hardest thing I've ever walked through didn't actually have to do with me, but it was when my kids had to walk through hard things Mm -hmm. when it came to church people, you know? So it was, that was probably the hardest because it's like, I, I know, you know, I can go on my face. I can go to my mentors. I can go and cry my eyes out and be mad. And then the next day, no, okay, God, like you got me. But then my kids, how do I, I can't actually go do that for them, mm-hmm. you know? So seeing them walk through a season or year or two <laughs> of being angry was probably the hardest thing because I had to trust God in it. Mm-hmm. I had to trust that, okay, just because people hurt us, mm-hmm. I God, I, I remember praying, show them that it's actually also going to be people that we trust, like it's kind of like what you said, it's people that we trust that are also yeah. going to help us get healing, mm-hmm. right? Because we think, when you think of church hurt, you think, man, it's because, you know, it's that church. Mm-hmm. No, it's people. It's people. It's people. Yeah. But just like people are the ones that get you offended, people are also the ones that help you get to healing. Yeah. Right. Jesus is the one that heals, yes. But it's going to take the right people that's why community is so important. It's yeah. just finding the right community. So we talked about that a little bit before. And I do want to kind of just talk about because I think it's important that people understand because there might be somebody on here that's mad at community right now. Yeah. You know, that is coming from church hurt. And you pop in anytime if you get your positive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have it, but no, this is good. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Um, but I think it's important. It's kind of what we were what we were talking about was, and I don't know how much you want to share. But we were just talking about how community can be hard. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, do we even need it? Yeah. You know? Oh, we need it. Yeah. And and my only, my as we're talking, I'm like, man, for me, like the one thing I'll do when it comes to community is I have to look at the fruit of their life. Mm-hmm. I have to look at, okay, I look at this group of people. Is a fruit that comes out of their life, are they edifying people? Mm-hmm. Are they, you know, are people coming to them and not feeling shamed? Or when they see people, is it like this icky, like they're looking down on down on them? They just want to talk about them because I don't, you know, I don't want that. Yeah. And so it's looking at the fruit of their life. And when I see a group of people that are like, how are they just literally joyful? <laughs> you know, like 
how are they hanging out all the time and not talking about each other behind their back? Or how are they hanging mm-hmm. out all the time and not getting mad at each other? Well, there's fruit in it. And so that's the kind of community that I want to be a part of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's funny that you touch on fruit because this is actually earlier this week I was um, in a little service worship night thing and it was not really what I expected going into it, but I was like, well, regardless of this atmosphere, I'm going to sit here, and I'm just going to, like, Lord, what do you want to say to me? I'm mm-hmm. sure there's something. Mm-hmm. Well, I close my eyes, and I s- literally see a picture of a squash, and I was like, is this a joke? Squash? <laughs> what did, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Lydia, why are you, like, why'd you come up with this in your head? And I was like, okay, that's probably not from me. It's very random. Yeah. So I go do some researching, and um, one thing that's very specific to planting squash or gardening squash is um, if they start to get flowers and stuff, but no, like if the plant itself starts to flower, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't get fruit, Mm -hmm. sometimes it needs, I forget what they called it, but it basically needs to be like uprooted by the gardener, Mm. and you have to invest in some time into it really yeah and I was like okay well that's interesting mm-hmm. not sure what you're trying to say by that and um still in the next couple of days I kind of kept getting reminded of it and I was like this is random I don't know it's kind of those little pieces you have to follow mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and I think that there's something super um significant about ha- having the flowers but not the fruit and yeah. I think that there's been a lot wow. of communities that have put up the front and they've looked they super look good pretty. from the outside, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they didn't really have the fruit that I wanted. And it took, I had to get involved. I had to put one, at least one foot in yeah. to realize, oh, well, it looks really good. So mm-hmm. I'm going to just block this out and I'm just going to go with this. And I had to jump in a little bit to see, oh, wait, that's not, there's no fruit there. And mm-hmm. so then... It was a complete 180 of, I don't want anything to do with this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in community if, if they're not going to actually mm-hmm. be truly investing into people. Like, they say they are, but then they're going and doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that one of my prayers has been, like, Lord, I don't really care what it looks like. Like, I yeah. don't care if I attract all the Christian people and I have all the Christian friends and I look like little Miss Perfect. I don't want that. I want... When yeah. I'm in darker places. That's right. When it matters. I want, yeah, when I'm at, maybe I am at a fire with friends. Maybe I am at a party and people are drinking around me. But in those environments, mm-hmm. I want people to see my fruit that I've, because I've spent time with you, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think that um, that's kind of why community is scary. You know, like that word sounds churchy to me because I've seen the community of putting up a front, you know, and, mm-hmm. and all only being friends with the Christian people and mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. talking about churchy stuff and having all the Bible verses memorized. And <laughs> I'm like, we could do all that, but where does that get us if it's not changing yeah. lives at all, you know? So, yeah, and another interesting thing about the squash plant, just FYI, is, um, you know, because of my two seasons of gardening, <laughs> I learned something. <laughs> No, but for real, like the squash plant was, um, we could plant like one seed and it produced so much. 
you know, so it was like one seed of the squash plant. And you know how sometimes it's like, like you think of strawberries, it kind of takes time. It's yeah. like, no, you produce, you plant one of those bad right. boys. And it, so it. it's like so many of them yeah. come out, you know. So I think, I mean, I think there's something else in there too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, uproot it wasn't the right word. I forget the like word pruning? that they used. No, it wasn't pruning. I have it in my brain. <laughs> but um, it was, yeah, it was specific to, and I don't know how many plants have that same thing, but it when I researched it, it said, like, oftentimes there'll be fruit, or there'll be flowers, yeah. but you won't get any fruit out of it. Hmm. Well, that means you need to do blah, 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 mm-hmm. and yeah. it means that the gardener needs to interfere. Mm-hmm. And um, there's something about when we try to look look the look mm-hmm. but don't actually let him kind of intervene and do what he wants to do you know yeah yeah well that transitions me into my 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 positive so i actually my positive was was what was my negative now that i was sitting and thinking because the thing is like i came to a point so here i am you know married i have two kids and i'm sitting and thinking is this all there is to god because, like, when you were talking and saying, like, even though mm. you went through life and you know you made maybe mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, but you knew where to go to. Mm-hmm. You knew that no matter what, mm-hmm. Jesus still loves you. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have that. Mm. I thought as soon as I mess up, wow, that's it. Like, I cannot come back to God because now he's mad at me. I screwed up. You know, like, I, you know, he's just upset with me. And so with that mentality... I remember just feeling like, is this really it? Mm-hmm. Like, this can't possibly be all there is to God. Is mm-hmm. me dressing up really pretty, putting on the smile, walking in with my beautiful family, sit in the back seat, but inside be completely dead. Mm-hmm. And so this negative was what turned into a positive because I'm like, God, there has to be more to you. And so I just went on this pursuit of like, reveal yourself to me like i want to get to know you fully Mm. and so you know that's when you know he truly sent people into my life that had the fruit Mm. right we talk about the fruit yeah they had the fruit and i'm like how do i get that Mm. like i looked at their husbands i looked at them as a family i looked at them all individually and i'm like they have something that i want Mm. like i want my husband to be so passionate about God. I want to be passionate about God. I want my kids to grow up in this kind of environment, you know, and we don't have that. And so he sent people into my life and that's where community came in. Yeah. You know, but I had to learn to trust people because remember (laughs) I, I wasn't, I couldn't trust people because Mm -hmm. I knew that if I, if I open up, I'm going to be judged. I'm going to be talked about. I'm going to be preached about Mm -hmm. like, It even went that far, you know? And so when I came into this community, it took me a while. Like, I was seeing the fruit, but it took me a while to be like, okay, like, my marriage actually is falling apart right now. Mm -hmm. I need help. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I am dying on the inside. I need help, you know? And it took a while, you know, like, I would say probably a good year before I started trusting anybody in that group of people, you know? But it's when I started opening up and I... And I realized, okay, I can actually trust these people. Like, these people are for me. They will pray for me. They will be on their face for me. They will war for me. You know, they're not going to just listen and say, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) 
I'm so sorry. Your life sucks right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they will actually be there and they will fight, you know. And so, yeah, so my negative was turned into a positive. That's so funny. All of ours. All yeah, of ours, yeah like, that is true. Yeah. I don't know, Which I think there's something to that. There it is, yeah. You know, like when you, if you're going through something in life, don't discredit. Yeah. You know, like sit and think like, God, what can you actually do with this thing? You know? Yeah. That's good. Okay, so we're at 40. So last question for you girls. What would you tell your eighth grade self? Aww. If you could go back, <laughs> what would you want to tell oh, your eighth grade self? Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like my eighth grade year was definitely my hardest year. I feel like I sold every, like, three people this this week. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel, my eighth grade year was my hardest year just trying to, like, find the right group of friends, and also just, I mean, it's middle school. Like, middle school is just kind of, like, sucky. It's a sucky, it's a sucky grade, especially eighth grade, because you either go this direction or you go this direction. So you're either going to obey your parents from that grade on or you're going to absolutely just do whatever the frick you want to do. Well, I think I was, I, like, wanted to do my own thing, but I knew what was, like, right from wrong. Mm -hmm. So I, like, did the right thing in a way. But I, w I don't, I don't know. And I you think dip your toes I, in the water a yeah, little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I just kind of, you know. So what would you tell yourself, you know? If you probably just, in that, like, in that season. hindsight. Yeah. Maybe just... Probably trust people, because I feel like I did not trust anyone my eighth grade year. Yeah. I mean, I got, like, me and her, that was, like, our probably the closest point. Like, to, like we got really close to our middle school years, mm -hmm. especially eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And I was really close with this one teacher in eighth grade that I would, like, she's, like, a little counselor, because I feel like no middle schooler is close mm -hmm. to their mom in middle school. Like, I wasn't <laughs> close to my mom. I was close to her, but... Yeah. Not it wasn't natural. It wasn't yeah. like, yeah, let me come tell Like, we are now. Like, yeah, so, like, I again. would go to this teacher during lunch and just rant about everything. So I, that was someone that I trusted, but I think if I could tell my eighth grade self mm -hmm. something, I think it would just be to just trust more and people talk. and mm -hmm. talk more. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, open up more. One thing I needed to know at that time was that um, the story I was writing is going to look a lot different than the people around me, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that I was so consumed by the idea of being understood. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. like, these people just don't understand. They don't understand where I'm coming from and what I'm doing, and, and it's really okay to be misunderstood. Like, that's not a bad thing. Just mm -hmm. because you're your passions are a little different and your vision is kind of has different priorities than most middle schoolers, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. um, that's not a bad thing. Like continue to chase after those things, despite maybe a, a conversation of that you walk away and feel misunderstood, you mm -hmm. know, like that's not a bad thing. And, um, I think 
just to continue to say yes because I think there was a lot of a lot of door I think it took me another year or so to realize like when a door opens I can run the heck through it <laughs> like like that door opened for a reason I can yeah. go after it and just say yes yeah I'm scared yeah, yeah. it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. yeah I don't understand no. the next step but I can still go after it like it it's open why mm-hmm. not just say yes and I think I didn't really get that till like year probably a year later mm-hmm. and I'm so glad I, I caught on to it because there's been so many wild things that I would have never expected and I would have never done but I my simple little yes <laughs> just <laughs> took me took me on my way you know yeah that's yeah. good that's awesome well I just want to tell you guys thank you for being here mm-hmm. thank you for being honest and open and I am so proud of you guys mm-hmm. we are proud of you guys and I you guys have so much, <laughs> so much that is still ahead. Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. so excited to see all that you guys are going to accomplish in life. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You got, yeah. you got two cheerleaders right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any closing thoughts before we wrap it up? I don't think so. Forget about this. <laughs> Glad we recorded our conversation. Yeah. I think just one thing. Just because, like, we've talked a lot about trusting people doesn't mean you have to trust everyone that you come in contact with. Like I said, like, you have to discern Mm -hmm. and kind of feel them out. And, like, hey, it literally takes one conversation with someone. So how do you discern? Because somebody that might be listening, like, I don't even know what that means. Maybe So just, I don't know Arena, okay? Let's say I don't know Arena. Make a conversation with them and see, like, what, like, if they're, like, automatically just, can you believe this girl did that and this is, okay, maybe that's someone you don't want to, like, tell someone something to. But if she's just, like, having a genuine conversation with Mm -hmm. you and, like, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. How is this going? And, like, without bringing other people's names and dragging it through mud kind of thing. Yeah, which kind of comes back to the fruit. Yeah. So just yeah. kind of uh, like knowing, okay, this is what I need to look for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say fruit, it's like what is coming out of their life. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. That is good. All right. Well, I'm sure there will be a part two soon. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We would love for you to stay connected. You can follow us on Instagram at Arena Capitula and Jana Arnunas. We would be so honored to have you subscribe to our YouTube channel at OK! Let's Talk About It. And if you enjoyed this, please share so your friends and family can also feel empowered. Thank you for your support, and we will talk to you soon.